Hey guys, welcome to Full Metal Movie Reviews. Um, it's just a solo one with me today. Um, I thought, and before we do a review of this film, that I would uh, maybe just get down some of my initial thoughts and reactions. So I've just gotten out of the, the midnight screening of The Last Jedi, and um, I've got a few things I want to get out there, just get off my chest, because I'm not, mm, I'm not feeling great. Full spoiler alert, so if you haven't seen the film, probably best you uh, turn this off and go give it a watch. Plot has a few surprises and it's probably best that you go into a cold and, and not having me ruin it for you. So, spoiler warning. Alright guys, so my initial gut feel of this film is it didn't really resonate with me. It, it, it's hard to articulate, but I felt, and it might have been because I was a bit tired in the um, midnight screening, um, but it felt like it went too long. And, which is a bit ridiculous given that the film takes place over the span of 24 hours. It does mirror a lot of the similar beats from Empire, you know, Luke being a quirky Jedi master, parallels Yoda, um, Ray being an eager, eager student, um, yeah, parallels Luke and Empire. Um, but it does deviate like, from that sort of formula. Um, some of the, I found some of the big battle sequences were a bit underwhelming. Um, like the, when the First Order attacks the Resistance base in the opening sequence, it was pretty cool to see the uh, fighters, the TIE fighters and the X-Wings engage. But the First Order, their shit gets blown up way too easily. So they have this, this massive dreadnought and basically you can fire from orbit these huge volleys and destroy the resistance base. But it gets blown up by one X-Wing um, who essentially destroys the towers and some of the slowest moving bombers that are just one big massive target with weak armor. So like one bomber destroys a whole dreadnought. So I don't know, I, I, yeah, right, whatever. I guess you can let that slide. But then the, the end fight, um, when they're on the crystal planet, the old rebel base, and you see the AT-ATs, I can't remember what the new gorilla ones are called, and they're walking towards the rebellion uh, um, fort or whatever base. And again, it's just like, they have the firepower to destroy it. And I guess they do eventually, but it's a very underwhelming fight. And I, I, I understand that the resistance had this back against the wall, but it's like, huh, I don't know. I just had a bit high expectations. I was kind of expecting Endor when it was like a, a proper scrap where this is, I don't know. It's like the resistance is just holding on, clinging on for life. But the first order just struggled to do, do, to do the deed. Hmm. Interesting. And and uh, again, this is just my initial thoughts. So I, I probably need to see this film again. Um, even though I kind of don't want to, but I probably will go see the movie theatre before we do the review, just so I can get my, my, my thoughts down properly and maybe, maybe not go see it in the middle of the day or something when I'm kind of a bit more alert. But uh, even like... So basically the whole plot of the movie is that the, the, the resistance ship or freighter is faster than <laughs> faster than the first order order dreadnoughts and cruisers and they're just out of range but they can't jump to light speed but they that one ship manages to to wipe out a pretty much an entire fleet by turning around and going to hyperspace through the through snoke's capital ship <sighs> and i'm like the first the first order poses no no threat Sorry, I might have been saying the resistance when I meant the first order previously, but I'm I'm, I'm tired, guys. But the first order legit present. I don't know. I I don't feel threatened. I don't think there's any real sort of menacing um, army or, or 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 fleet to worry about because 
they're thinking about it. Oh, yeah, they might have more resources, but they lost Starkiller Base. They lost a capital ship and a large portion of the fleet, if not their entire fleet. So I get the Resistance is on its knees now at the end of this movie, but this is like, well, the Force Awakens can't... Um, sorry, for the... The First Order can't be in, in, in much better shape, surely. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know, guys. I just... And I wasn't really... Well, maybe, you know what? Maybe I'll do like three things I liked and three things I didn't like. Perhaps I'll do that. Because I don't want to be... I'm a pretty cynical person and pretty hard to please when it comes to Star Wars. But I don't want to be like... You know, one of those dudes that just constantly shits on them. <laughs> so maybe we'll start off with... Maybe we'll just... Maybe we'll finish off with things I didn't like. And then we'll end on the three things I liked. Just a little positive note. Um, yeah, I wasn't really... So one of the main things I didn't... So the battle sequences I thought didn't really deliver. They kind of were there, but they kind of, I don't know, missed the mark. Um, the plot, the plot overall was a bit, a bit lame. Um, I, it's a space of 24 hours. Ray is on the planet with R2 with Luke and she's there for a day and she gets three lessons, um, which to me, I don't know, this seems like a wasted opportunity. I don't know why they, why do they write themselves into such corners where they have to set such parameters of the movie takes place over 24 hours? Why? Why? Why can't we have, instead of giving me, you know, action shots of uh, Finn on some camel, space camel running through some casino planet, give me something, give me some, give me something a bit more substantial. I want to see more training scenes, sequences of Ray learning how to become a Jedi. I want to see, I don't know, more, more conflict in Poe. The pretty problem with this film is I, I felt like he just had no stakes. Like when Leia is on the bridge and the bridge explodes and she's floating in space and then she uses the force to bring herself back to the ship. That's when I kind of realized, ah, none of this really matters. Um, because again, there, there are no stakes. So it's, it, it, it's like, it doesn't matter how bad it gets, there's always gonna be a positive outcome or, or um, the heroes will always find a way to prevail. Like, if you think about it, so like, they Finn um, and Rose's whole side mission of going to the casino to get the splicer, he can then hack into um, the capital ship so that they can then use Lightspeed to jump away. But then they get caught and he cuts a deal, the splicer cuts a deal. But then that doesn't matter because, you know, they've, they've, the resistance has already, have, has already had a plan to use the transports to get to this secret rebel base. So it's like, what was the point? Hmm. I don't know. It, it was just like, ah, oh, so all along you had this plan, which, you know, could have worked, couldn't have worked, but it's. Why not just tell Poe that? Why not just tell Poe this is what we're doing? I know he's been stripped or he went from commander to captain, but if you had a if you have a guy screaming at the bridge, I want to know a game plan. What's the harm in just telling him? Oh, this is what the game plan is. We're just trying to try and make it to this um, base, hold out at this base until we get more help. Like, what is wrong with that? I'm like, what's wrong with that? Just communicating that. I guess it's because then you wouldn't know what to do with Finn and everyone on that ship, right? Hmm. Yeah, I know. Again, initial thoughts, but I don't know. It doesn't it's not resonate with me. Something, something about this plot is just a bit. Mm, I don't know. Um, the other thing I didn't really like is Luke. You kind of know Luke is going to train it, right? Eventually, he's, he's, he just is going to train it. So, like, let's just cut the shit. Let's just maybe they could have. 
I felt some of those scenes were a bit too long. Um, I know I said I want to see more training sequences. We know Luke's going to train him eventually. Like his Star Wars. It's going to happen. So maybe let's have that conflict between why he doesn't want to train her at a bit earlier and then have that resolution as to, as to when he decides to train her. Again, a bit early in the film. Because I suppose in the, in the timeline of the film, it happens pretty quick, but uh, we, don't get, we don't get much in the way of training. Um, and I felt Luke was... I fundamentally disagree with how Luke's character has been um, used in the sequel trilogy or sequel movies. So Luke is showing that he had a moment of weakness and that he wanted to... He considered killing Ben in his sleep... Um, ben Solo in his sleep. It's like, oh yeah, that, that, that gives him a real human sort of, you know, grounds him a bit in the sense, there you go, what, what's, the, what's the moral choice here? Do I kill, do I kill my nephew and potentially save the galaxy? Because he, he, he senses that he's turned to the dark side. But, I'm not sure if that is justification enough for the character of Luke to be in isolation for for the rest of his life, hmm, is it? I don't know. He made a mistake, and he's now he's, he pretty much gives up and wants no part in it because he feels that the hubris of the Jedi and they call it a religion, which is interesting, but the Jedi Order is what caused pretty much all the problems in the galaxy. Um, and that's probably true to just some degree, but. I feel Luke would have, if he, I feel like the Luke of old would have made a con, a, the conclusion that, okay, if that's wrong, I've got to make it right. And yeah, I know he did lose his, his whole um, school, uh, or temple, sorry, and he lost all his pupils. But oh, I don't know. I just, I feel like Luke would have, what what we've known Luke in the past in the original trilogy or the original saga is that he would have sought to maybe confront him and and apologize and, and, and try to write it more earlier than he did, if that makes sense. So his ending was of saying he, he manifests himself on the planet and he's not really there. I don't know that whole ending. I got to rewatch it. I'm very confused at the moment. And it's like I don't know why can't you confront him in person? Why do you you get the X-wings there on the ocean? Why are you why are you hiding him? Well, not hiding, but why are you, why did you choose to confront him that way? I understand that he said, "If you strike me down in anger, I will live with you forever." But isn't that what you want? Because then he's conflicted, and then he can there's some he can be redeemed. So I would have thought Luke would have had two choices: confront him and kill him, and finish the job. Or confront him and say you're sorry, and then maybe if he died his hand again, he would feel conflicted and imbalanced, and it might resonate with him that what he's doing isn't right. But the way he did it, he just said it's kind of like, no, you're wrong. There's going to be more of the of the Jedi's. Um, Ray's going to take up <laughs> the three lessons I gave her. She's going to read some books and she's going to run with it. I don't know. It was odd. I don't know. It just felt odd. It's like... 
Let's get your head in the game. Get, get some fucking skin in the game, Luke. You know, fucking hell. Um, it's cool to see Luke with a blue saber again. That was pretty exciting. I did, I did like the blue saber. I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder what happened with his green one. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so there's probably the things I didn't really like. Sorry, I'm not really articulating much of this well, but I just have some thoughts. Some some thoughts. Um, and what else? Uh, that's a pretty much about it. I mean, Finn was really charismatic, uh, I thought. Um, I, I thought uh, Poe, so he's good to see him have more of a role. Even though he was pretty much largely a bystander, his main sort of his main sort of action or contribution to the to the film sort of came at the beginning and came at the end. So he didn't really do much in the middle. Um, I thought when Leia got blown up in the ship, I thought, okay, so maybe that's the re-edit they did to because to, unfortunately, you know, she died in her life. But yeah, when she came back, I, it, was, it was interesting. Interesting call. And I guess lastly on the plot, they say that the rebellion's now started. So they've got resistance to rebellion. Um, Again, it's probably kind of, uh, goes back to Force Awakens where I just I didn't really kind of enjoy enjoy the idea of that that that, that the Galactic Republic or the you know, the first, or the New Republic sorry were just in complete in complete denial about the First Order, and then that they let the First Order sneak up on them and and pretty much wipe them out. I would have thought that. Given the scope and scale of the First Order, like they build a planet, they build like a massive fleet and a martyr, you know, they're obviously buying stuff. It would have been pretty evident that someone's, when there's an arms race, and I know the galaxy is a massive place, but when there's an arms race, you usually can work that out, that someone's building accumulated weapons. So I just, I just find it like, I, I found it a bit, I don't know if it was cliche the word or a bit of a trope that the Republic didn't acknowledge this, so Larry had to form a resistance group, and now the resistance group is in shattered, is like shattered, but they're gonna form a rebellion. It's like, well, the First Order can't control the galaxy because the First Order is fucking losing Stormtroopers, TIE Fighters, capital ships, Dreadnoughts, um, Starkiller Base, Hand Over Fist. Um, Snoke's now dead, so what resources would they have? Like, I don't know, it, it's, I, I get the pleasure in the details of that sort of stuff, and none of that's really answered. And where the, where the hell is the Knights of Ren? So Kylo Ren is meant to be um, a leader of this order, the Knights of Ren, or the Ren, whatever. <laughs> but where the hell are they? They don't make any appearances. Were they, they weren't the guards. So if the Knights of Ren, are they no longer a thing? Huh. So to me, that's another, like, why, why isn't that being continued? I thought that was a pretty cool idea. That there's a new sort of the Sith no longer exist. That it's called the Knights of Ren. But then he does mention that they should just the Jedi and the Sith. It should just all end. And I'm like, or well, maybe then that's um, Ryan Johnson just saying, no, the Knights of Ren are Sith. Hmm. But where are they? I mean, and there were reports and stuff about the Knights of Ren confronting Luke on Artu, Artu, or however you say it, Artu. And that there was a fight sequence, but no, nah, well, that would have been cool to see. I, I don't know. I just thought the whole week, I thought Luke was weak, had weak games, and I thought, I thought overall, I mean, 
yeah, maybe I'll say I'm, <laughs> overall, I thought it was a bit of weak sauce. All right, maybe we'll just jump to the things I like and um, and we'll leave it at that. Um, so it did, did have some cool stuff in it. Um, most Star Wars films do. Um, I think the probably the one I, the, the the scene I enjoyed the most was not necessarily the Snoke um, Ray um, confrontation. Uh, it was probably more the um, the Ray Kylo fight sequence afterwards. So that was pretty cool. So so when when um, Kylo kills Snoke with a sneaky uh, lightsaber through or through the middle. And they have the fight with the guards. I thought that was a really well, well sequenced action, action, um, and it looked really cool with the red backdrop and the red guards. That was actually yeah, Snoke's interior designer. His game is on point. So that was pretty cool. That was actually a really good fight scene, and the only major sort of lightsaber fight we get in this film. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's part of it as well. There wasn't a lightsaber fight. It was two people using lightsabers against people without sabers. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I like the idea of Kylo killing Snoke because I think he just had a gut full of his bullshit. He felt manipulated. He's being berated. He's being belittled. And I'm not necessarily sure if he did it for the sole purpose of Ray, and it probably becomes evident that he, that he didn't. But I think he more just like, this dickhead made me kill my father and now he's talking shit about me. Um, he's just a fess. I'm gonna kill him, and then I'm, I'm gonna take over. So I like that. I like that idea because, like, you know, have the Sith rule of two. The, the the apprentice always has to kill the master, and then he gets a new apprentice. So that's that was pretty sweet. So I maybe maybe Kylo will get a, an apprentice in the next one. Mm, interesting. Um, what else did I like? Uh, Uh, the new, mm, I say, I, was gonna, I'm, I, I like new vehicles, and I like it when they come out with new designs and stuff. But in this one, the bombers, yeah, I don't know, they're just a bit slow, a bit poorly armored, so nothing really, nothing really fantastic there. And those sort of, um, I don't know what they're called on the desert, on the um, crystal pallet planet, and they skip along. Those sort of like those, whatever they are. <laughs> They weren't that really interesting. Either. Um, the new Gorilla AT-ATs look pretty cool. Um, I don't know, I still don't know why they don't have a, a reverse facing turret or like a turret that can turn 360. But they look pretty interesting. Um, yeah, maybe that's about it, really. <laughs> so maybe I can find two things. Uh, oh no, the comedy, the comedy's pretty good. Yeah, so there's a lot of, actually, more than I thought would be jokes in this film and there's some some play off pretty well and pretty funny like the porgs are a pretty good comedy uh comedy relief comedic relief sorry um what else is good comedic relief um chewbacca he had some good he had some good sort of um had some good interactions with the porgs um luke milking a space water cow thing than drinking the milk. I probably didn't need to see that. Um, but I guess that's kind of what he is. He's a hermit. I mean, Ray destroying the, um, I guess the temple and the nuns or the natives just losing their shit. 
because she's just destroying everything that they're working hard to upkeep. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it's a Star Wars film, so there's always going to be things in it that you enjoy, and um, there's always going to be things that you don't like, but I think overall, it's like a six. Yeah, I'd say that. I'd be pretty comfortable placing it there. It's a, go see in the film theatres, but like, maybe just turn down the hype machine a bit. It's nowhere near, it doesn't even touch Empire, like literally. I wouldn't even say this comes close to, um, yeah, I wouldn't even say this comes close to any of the original films. Like, I probably enjoyed Force Awakens more, which doesn't, it's because I, I, I was more optimistic of what they would do with Luke, perhaps. Yeah, I'd say I'd probably enjoyed Force Awakens more than I did this. Yeah, alright. Well, maybe we'll just leave it there. We've gone for about 20 minutes, and that's some, so this is some of my initial thoughts and initial reactions. It's late. I want to go to bed. Um, we'll do a full review um, with this one when the guys get around to seeing it. So probably, don't hold your breath, it'll probably be a couple of weeks. Um, and then we'll maybe just, we'll talk about the Disney um, sequels, sequel trilogy, or the sequel films, I guess, in more detail then. All right, listeners, um, as always, you know, the drill, Twitter, SoundCloud, iTunes, that's where we're at. Um, hope you get what you want out of The Last Jedi and that it's good for you. All right, guys, good night.